Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Rewind, the podcast that rewatches, reviews, and reveals that I am the Iron Fist, protector of Kunlun, and sworn enemy of the Hand for every movie, show, and one shot in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I'm Tony Camarena. And I'm Al Rodriguez. I'm also the Iron Fist, sworn enemy of the Hand, and protector of Kunlun. Um, and as always... You can follow us on Twitter at MCU underscore Rewind and give us that rating on a podcast app and tell your friends and enemies and just acquaintances, strangers, the your cashier at the store, assuming you don't do self-checkout. Um, you could tell your local congressperson, um, senators, um, our, your wonderful new president, because you live in a post-inauguration timeline. We're still here pre-inauguration. Anyway... <laughs> <laughs> Today we are covering Iron Fist, Season 1, Episode 2, Shadowhawk Takes Flight. Originally dropped on Netflix on March 17th, 2017. And here's a quick rundown of what happens in the episode. Danny Rand wakes up in a psychiatric hospital after being put in there by the Michos. He explains his backstory to a doctor, what happened to him uh, after the plane crash 15 years ago, and then what happened next. The next day, he gets a tour of the facility and decides to call Colleen Wien to help get him out. Ward visits his father, Harold Meacham, who has been watching Danny in a psychiatric hospital and is beginning to think this really is Danny Rand. He sends Ward to visit Colleen Wien and find out what she knows and why Danny called her. Anyway, back to Danny. In the middle of the night, he gets a visit from Harold Meacham, which results in more exposition and Danny finally calls himself the immortal Iron Fist, sworn enemy of the Hand. After returning home, Harold sees a message on his window asking where he went. Anyway, back to Danny. He gets a package of M&Ms from Joy Meacham because she wants to know if he separates them by color like when they were kids. He still does uh, He still does that and has Calling Wing send, Calling Wing send the M&Ms back to Joy. She's convinced this guy is Danny, but Ward doesn't think so. Ward visits Colleen to get her to sign a form to say Danny threatened her. She decides not to. He comes back a day later, this time with a bribe. And she decides to visit Danny in the hospital to figure out if she should sign the bribe from Ward or not. Anyway, back to Danny. His doctor believes he's the real Danny. But then Danny starts talking about Kun Loon and that it only exists in a different dimension that shows up on this plane once every 15 years. And since superhero stuff is still kind of new to the world, the doctor thinks Danny really does need help from a mental professional. That night, he gets taken to a room and beaten, which triggers his focus and allows him to unleash the full power of the immortal Iron Fist and breaks out of the hospital. Yay, he does have a superpower. <laughs> yeah, finally. Being and beaten. he still may be crazy. <laughs> that is true. Yeah, I, I guess we, we, don't, we don't know about that at all. <laughs> all right, moving on to our fast facts. On your left. Uh-huh, on my left. Got it. Jenny, what are you doing? Yoga? You move about as fast as a pig. Swimming and gravy. You didn't see that coming? Do you have any you want to talk about? Uh, I have one. Um, okay. So this is a, a little bit of a story that some people probably have heard of at least, but maybe not everyone. Um so Van Halen uh, was famous for, well, for a number of things, but also every time that they did a, a concert, they had a, you know, anytime a, a band goes somewhere, they have to like tell people to, to like set things up in a certain way, all the lights and everything. Uh, and so a lot of that stuff ends up in contracts. And um, so they would always say that they wanted um, in the green room, a bowl of M&Ms, um, but no brown ones. And, um, 
for a long time, people thought this was, oh, they're just difficult. They're rock stars. But uh, that was basically how they would tell if the people at the concert venue actually read the contract or not, because the M&M's thing was kind of hidden in there. And so they knew that if there were brown M&M's in there, then they didn't read the contract very well, or they were kind of lazy. That is surprisingly clever. I have heard that, but I didn't know the reason behind it. That's cool. All right. Um, so, yeah, the title, Shadow Hawk Takes Fight, uh, maybe refers to the connection to that hawk that we see him connecting to? Or just they show it a lot? Because last week you said he might not be connected to it. Yeah, I mean, I still don't know. Um, I think I know, but we'll see. Uh, I mean, in the meantime, they, they still haven't shown us why. So, eh, yeah, we're still guessing. Yeah, I also think it, Shadowhawk might represent him like overcoming his trauma from the plane crash, or at least coping with it. You know, the shadow of the plane being a hawk, and it's flying away. I don't know. It might be a stretch. <laughs> <laughs> okay, not like him as a hawk stuck here in the hospital. He he takes flight. He gets to leave. He leaves the hospital at the end. I mean, I guess that's possible. Yeah, right. actually, that's probably a better reason. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. Yeah. Um, and then, as I said last week, that I'm going to the one down of the Meachams for this episode. Uh, Ward Meacham. Uh, premiere in Marvel, premiere number 19 in November of 1974. Played by Tom Pelfrey, who was in nothing nerdy that I could find other than this. So... <laughs> He was also in Ozark, which I've never watched, but I heard is really good. So, there you go. <laughs> and then uh, Joy Meacham premiered one month before that in Marvel premiere number 18 in October of 1974. And um, she's played by Jessica Stroop, Stroup, S-T-R-O-U-P. And she played Tracy in Ted, which I guess is a fantasy. So, <laughs> And then uh, Harold Meacham. Uh, premiered the same issue that Iron Fist did in Marvel premiere number 15 in May of 1974. Played by David Wenham, who nerds will know him as Faramir in the Lord of the Rings trilogy. And also Dilios, the guy who loses an eye, spoilers, for 300. Oh, okay. Yeah, the guy who's narrating the story. Um, and the other one is uh, actually interesting, in my opinion. Uh, Paul Edmonds, the psychologist, is a character from the comics. Uh, he was in one issue of Avengers, number 227. He's he's also a psychologist who is hired by Tony Stark to evaluate Hank Pym when Hank supposedly goes crazy and steals adamantium. Uh, to be fair, Hank Pym is crazy a lot in the comics and does terrible things. So I don't know why this is worse than all the others. Yeah, he he's kind of has a history with, with all of that. So that's all right. Maybe that was early on. Yeah, yeah, right. um, yeah, and the character uh, or the actor Murray Bartlett was a recurring character on Farscape. Did you have you ever watched Farscape, Al? No, you know I want to. Like it, it's on my list. I, I know mm -hmm. a little bit about it, but I haven't. Yeah, all I know is like what the characters look like, and it looks a little weird to me. But I've watched a lot of weird stuff that's good, so it's just <laughs> I haven't gotten to it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. All right, moving on to our heroes. Sounds good. 
it is one thing to question the official story and another thing entirely to make wild accusations or insinuate that I'm uh, a superhero. I so never said you were a superhero. Didn't? Mm -mm. Well, good, because that would be outlandish and uh, fantastic. I'm the immortal Iron Fist, weapon of Kun Lun. And I'm fulfilling my destiny. I saw you. You're a hero. Like, a for real superhero, which is, I'm not like a groupie stalker type. But... Yeah. <laughs> I so started we're... off my notes with Danny, and I I try to organize them by like where the scene happens and stuff like that. And I started off with my first bullet point is in the mental hospital, not realizing that's where all his notes are going to be. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's difficult, right? Sometimes you want to change your notes and you're like, yeah, that's too much work. Like, we'll leave them. Yep. yep. No, I, I mean, the, the thing I remember about this episode going into it was this is where like he breaks out at the end, but that's it. Mm -hmm. That's the only thing I remembered. <laughs> no. Yeah. Um, yeah, all right. So as far as Danny in this episode, I guess we can start with him. Um, you know, he, we, we still get some, you know, naive type of, um, reactions from him, right? You know, he, he's there, he's, you know, at first he's very angry because he's being drugged. And I guess the first thing that happens when he wakes up is he's almost killed, um, which would have made this a much shorter season. Uh, but, uh. Until the next Iron or next Danny Rand shows up next episode. <laughs> That's right, the real Danny Rand. <laughs> um. Anyway, yeah. So he's still very naive, right? Like he's, um. You know, the the second day that he's there or something, he he gets a tour and the guy, um, says, "Oh yeah, everyone here has been here or was supposed to be here for seventy two hours and you know all of that and um and it's been five years and stuff like that." Mm -hmm. Um. Mm -hmm. so there, there's him learning about his new situation which i'll, I'll give him he, he actually kind of like he, he did pick up on things uh pretty well you know as an adult in a situation um yeah last a, episode yeah the thing is he doesn't act like a person who wants to get out of there more if you are sane but you are in a situation like danny where it, you know it would sound crazy to tell them the truth. You need to tell them the not truth. <laughs> I don't yeah, know if yeah. there's a technical term for that, but that's how I feel. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, he, he he told some truths, right? Like at the beginning, um, you know, he, he talked about, you know, being woken up by monks. Um, he did lie about the passport, which was a bad mm -hmm. idea. Um but eventually he did tell the truth that he bought a stolen passport and just had his picture put there. Um, yeah. But yeah, but he also told the truth about Kunlun and how it only appears every 15 years. And that's what made the doctor think, oh, maybe you're not stable. Yeah, exactly. So, um, which, I mean, if he wasn't drugged, he could have actually proven it with the, the Iron Fist power. That's true. Yeah. This his his chi blockage reminds me of um Avatar, which uh in season three um he's injured and Aang uh in Avatar: the Last Airbender can't uh reach the Avatar state because his chi is blocked. Um, also, have you ever watched Avatar? No, um, you know that's a show that 
Um, I mean, I I got partway through the first season, and it's one of those shows where everyone's like, yeah, the first season isn't good until you reach a certain point. Like, yep. well, I'm, I got to watch it all. So that it's it's tough. Yeah. Um, I've heard really you good watch things. watch it all. I want to, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, and the, um, the Avatar, uh, it made me think that the Avatar and Iron Fist are pretty similar in, like, both the way uh, Danny kind of deflects and uses people's own way. His style of martial arts is very much like Aang's in the Avatar. And also the fact that he's an Iron Fist in a long line of Iron Fists, much like Aang is an Avatar in the a long line of Avatars. I just thought, it's probably just... um tropes of buddhism and reincarnation that i'm not too familiar with but there are definitely similarities there yeah that makes a lot of sense mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. again ang and also ang is 12 years old in the show and dandy acts like he's 12 years old in the show so it works <laughs> out <laughs> yeah he does um, I'm glad when they uh, he pulls up the passport i'm glad they explains how he got back in the u.s that he, well, he bought an illegal passport or something in Morocco. Yeah, but they they don't really explain how he gets into the U.S. Right? Because did he did he buy a plane ticket and just go? And did he buy? I the bet plane he, ticket? it was ship. I bet he came by ship. Okay, and he snuck onto the ship, maybe. And he knew yeah, he wouldn't I, be able to sneak on. He could have bought. He could have bought a ticket, then t- snuck off of the ship, so that he doesn't have to go through customs. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's just it's that part that things get weird, right? Like, where did he get the money for that? Because I don't think he's used money since he was a kid. Yeah, but if his rich father had a few hundreds in his wallet when he died, <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true. If, if there was something there, okay, yeah. I guess we don't know how much of the stuff of his family he held on to. So. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe the Tibetan monks aren't, you know, you know, people think monks, you know, swearing off all worldly possessions. They let him keep his iPod. So maybe they're like investing um, uh, Buddhist <laughs> monks or, you know, just like hedge fund Buddhist monks out there. <laughs> I'm I'm sure they're they're very reasonable about it. They they found um you know a good index fund. Just leave it in there. It always grows. So yeah, yeah. exactly, exactly. So I don't think it's a problem him having money. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um. So the psychologist shows him a picture, or not a picture, a uh, commercial from 15 years ago, and his argument is. That's Danny Rand. You're not Danny Rand. Does he not think about the fact that Danny Rand, even if this guy isn't Danny Rand, the kid would have aged if he were still alive. He wouldn't still be that that twelve year old kid. <laughs> it, yeah, you know, normally when you see that in like a, a TV show or something, um, yeah, that that's the argument. Like, no, this is celebrity. Um, yeah, because that's celebrity at that at at the current age. Like, they obviously look different. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it's actually kind of there's something that was kind of bothering me a little. Um, I put this under 
joy. But, um, you know, same thing with the doctor, at least. Um, there is software that exists to, like, estimate what a person mm -hmm. will look like at a certain age, right? Like, you give it a picture of someone at 12, and then, like, hey, what do they look like in 10 years? And it can, you know, get, make a, a pretty decent guess of what they'll actually look like. Um, they could have tried that, at least. Like, to, yeah. just to show, right? Like, hey, maybe the, the doctor would be like, no, this is what he would look like if he were still alive. Oh, wait, yeah, it's the same? Well, hold on, let me... Let me... Do, do you want to shave real quick? Let's see how that... Oh, okay, all right, <laughs> fine. Uh... I know, I'm just like, there's nowhere that has, like, DNA on file or fingerprints from a birth certificate. Because they take that. Hand for, handprint and footprint. You I could, always forget that. Yeah. Yeah, but it's like somewhere in us, presumably the state of New York has his birth certificate on file that will have his fingerprints. It'll be smaller, but it will still be there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I like these, these arguments, like, yeah, th this makes sense. Like something that the doctor should probably be doing. Right. Mm -hmm. um, but like, I, I understand why, you know, the Meachums didn't want to do that. Because if they say, okay, we'll humor you, at least, then they have to do that to everyone. Right? Yeah. So, no, I, I get that, at least. But, eh, yeah. Then again, for a good part, portion of this episode, even Joy is thinking, like, oh, if only there was a way to prove it. Because they really do think he is Danny. And exactly what you said, right? Like, she, yeah. I'm sure she had access to there's some way to get that data, right? She's rich. Yeah. That means you can do whatever you want. I mean, it's true. I, the thing is, M&M's are cheaper and less time-consuming. <laughs> Not even cheaper, less time-consuming. Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah. So when he sees a commercial, the doctor doesn't believe him, so he decides to like throw the computer and everything off the doctor's desk. Yeah, uh, he... he... No, go ahead. <laughs> oh, I was going to say, he seems like he actually has some real anger problems. Yeah. Uh, I, I know he's in a stressful, stressful situation. He was almost killed recently. He's been mm -hmm. forced to take all these drugs to make him uh, calm. But I guess they're not working because he's very angry. Yeah, I mean, he's very angry. And for a guy raised by Buddhist monks, you'd think he'd be more calm. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, warrior monks. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Honestly, I, think, I have like, no idea. Yeah. <laughs> I feel just stereotypical monks. You know, it's probably not true, but this is a stereotypical world, apparently. Um, monks are calm. Even warrior monks know the calm to control their anger. And you think that would be pounded to him, especially if this guy is the Iron Fist, the most important weapon against the hand. Yeah. Yeah, but, I, I, I mean, I have no idea what, like, yeah, we we have no idea what kind of training he goes through. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, combat training is pretty much the only thing I know of that he goes through. Um, and I guess meditate meditation, he does a lot of yeah. that. Yeah. I'm, I, thinking about, though, he probably, he's like... Opening up old trauma, stuff he hasn't thought about in 15 years. He has to go see the Meachams in his father's old building, go to his own house. Yeah, frankly, he did that himself, but still, 
It's traumatic for him. He's just coping poorly. Yeah, and I guess we also don't know what he was expecting, right? Like, considering in the first episode, he just kind of walks into the building. Um, yeah. I kind of think he was just expecting everyone to recognize him. That's true. And, and so, like, the fact that they're not, that they're putting, making him go through all these obstacles, like, it's frustrating to him in, in that sense. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, that's definitely fair. And then uh, he talks about the only time he could focus, really, is when he was getting punched in the face. <laughs> Weird, but okay. Yeah. Right. So I mean, luckily for him, he goes into a room and gets punched in the face a lot of times. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm really glad this is, you know, they, they remember to give us that line. Because, you know, a lot of times, you know, that, that's a normal thing in TV shows, right? But mm-hmm. I'm sure sometimes they forget or maybe they accidentally cut that scene, that line. Because um, <laughs> yeah. it would have been really weird to just see him getting, you know, beaten. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, he's got a superpower. <laughs> yeah. Um. Oh, I skipped a part. He gets visited by um Harold Meacham. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's pretty drugged up at the time, so mm-hmm. I don't know if he actually knows that Harold visited him or or what. Yeah, I mean, being drugged up is the only way, reason I can understand why. Well, never mind. I was going to say, the only reason why he would have told Harold who he was, you know, being the... Uh, the Iron Fist and all that Kunlun and stuff like that. But then he he just tells everybody this. Yeah, this is a recurring thing with him. He's he's pretty open about stuff. Yeah. yeah. That's good. Thank God Marvel isn't doing secret identities, because this guy would <laughs> suck at it. <laughs> yeah. Then again, even when they try to do secret identities, it doesn't work. I keep talking about um, season three of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., where mm-hmm. Daisy's walking around. Hi! I'm an agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. That thing that yeah. doesn't exist. I mean, Spider-Man you know, can't make it through two entire solo movies with a secret identity in death. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The only one is uh, Daredevil. He's really good at it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, oh, I noticed, just me personally in my notes, so far I've written Kun Loon uh, four times. I've spelled or three times. I've spelled it three different ways. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know the correct spelling of Kunlun. I'm just going to keep track of how many times I can spell it incorrectly. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. I think I've only written it in my notes once. Yeah. So I've, I've spelled it one time or one way. <laughs> so yeah, so he gets beat while in a straight jacket by other inmates who are hired by ward i think so i I think that's what what they said yeah yeah so um apparently something cracks and the glow stick in his hand starts glowing and it gives him the power to break out of the straitjacket and then to punch the door down (laughs) yeah i'm a little confused on the straitjacket but the door i guess makes sense okay there's a lot of force behind it Uh yeah I mean, I like confused about him busting out of the straitjacket. Yeah, like how uh, how does he like 
does he does he lightsaber the straight jacket? Like he, he doesn't have a lot of force. I, I guess is he does he like make a little tear and then then he's able to tear the rest of it because of that. Yeah, I mean it's even though his fist glows to make iron fists. I think he obviously gets stronger as well when he's powering his chi. Uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So he's just busting out of it. With right. his super strength, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, um I'm good with Danny. Do you want to move on to Colleen? Yeah, that sounds good. Don't don't really have much else for him. Mm-hmm. I mean he was in the same location the entire episode, and then he gets out. So cool. Yeah, Colleen. Yeah. Um she's walking around New York City with her katana. As you know, she's want to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, and then we talked about this last week, but she fights with it sheathed, and I think that is a sheathed katana. That's her katana. Really? Okay, I I could have sworn that this was like a a fake one, a wooden one, but I'll I'll be on a better lookout in the future now. Yeah, the only reason I think about it is because I assume her katana is like really important to her, so she would keep it on her most times. I I I do remember that hers is it is important to her, but I could have sworn it was like it looked nicer, and I think that's why I just assumed it was yeah. wooden, like this one, because I thought maybe the handle looked nicer than the one in that scene. Mm. Okay, but, yeah, and we'll, I wasn't really. I just assumed it was the sheathed one, so I wasn't really looking out for that. So I could be wrong. Well, we'll both look out for it next time. Okay. <laughs> So yeah, so she gets attacked. Do you think she went out knowing that her students were going to attack her? Or is this a thing that they try to do to keep catch her off guard? I I You know, originally I was thinking that it was it was planned, like like she said, Hey, here's your homework assignment. But mm-hmm. I guess you're right. I don't I don't maybe it's it's one of those, hey, within the next week, choose a day and attack me. So she kinda knows it's I I mean I'm pretty sure it's an assignment that she gave them. Like that part, I'm, I I feel pretty positive of. But because if it's not, because <laughs> if it's not, she's and if that is the sword in the sheath, she's just whipping that thing out and killing these kids. <laughs> yeah, if she's not paying attention, if it's dark in the middle of the night, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Half of her class but, is gone. There goes her paycheck. Exactly, but yeah, she's. Not caught off guard because she has super senses, or she's just like really in tune with her senses. Like she kind of berates the kids for I don't know what was it walking too slow, and then the one smells, uh, mm-hmm. like whatever he ate for lunch. Yeah, she she's yeah. got daredevil powers. Yeah, plus vision. <laughs> Good call. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, yeah, and then Danny calls her for help. And she doesn't help him right away. Because she's a smart person. Yeah. It's... Uh, I, I mean, yeah. Like, she she has to think about it. And then, you know, one of the things Danny tells her is that, yeah, the Meachams put me here. It's all mm-hmm. their fault. And then all of a sudden, you know, Ward shows up. Well, yeah. And then she's like, okay, well, maybe maybe Danny was right. I'm not sure. Yeah. I mean, we'll get into Ward, but everything Ward does is just 
just makes things worse for him and his family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how much did he offer her? Like fifty thousand. Uh, yeah the the check the the second time that he shows up it's fifty thousand. The first time he didn't um, mention an amount. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It would be very hard for me to not take that money for by turning in this guy who I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, you, she's you a don't... better person than I am. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I, you know, again, you don't know him. You, like, he might actually be, like, Ward may be telling the truth, right? Like, there's, like, you, you don't know. Then again, in the last week's episode, for the series premiere um she did see him fight people who just randomly attacked him so i guess she does have that as like a well maybe ward is lying here yeah yeah and you know what i bet if he came five minutes or no not five minutes before the call at least (laughs) if he came before the call then she would have signed it and been like okay give me my 25 grand or whatever the first check was (laughs) Normally, I would agree with you. I don't think so in this specific scenario, though. But that's spoilers, so I'm not going to okay. go into why. Right. But yeah, other than Colleen being a male woman uh, with M&M's, I don't think there's <laughs> anything else I have for her. Yeah, that was pretty much it. Um, yeah, she just kind of had those two things. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's it for the heroes then yeah all right let's take a quick break um to hear a word from our sponsor welcome to baskin robbins would you like to try our mango fruit blast and jerry's named a flavor after me so start graving hazelnuts not bad danny sent all but the brown (laughs) m&ms that's supposed to mean something all right so we're all familiar with the popular m&ms candy right Um, But for some reason, the less popular, while better in every way, candy is often overlooked. The G&Gs. Tony, tell everyone what G&G stands for. Good and delicious. I'm really sorry to put you on the spot like that, but G&G is a meaningless phrase. Like Rabbit Uh, Lama Ding Dong and Give Peace a Chance. You should should have known that, Tony. M&M's are milk chocolate wrapped in a candy shell, but G&G's are candy wrapped in a milk chocolate shell. The shell is also painted gray, everyone's favorite color, which already saves you from the tedious work of removing the candies that didn't get painted correctly in the factory. Subscribe to their weekly delivery box with promo code MCURewind to get a free bag of experimental teal G&G's. So the next time you're looking for a candy treat, buy a pack of G&G's, which stands for Good and Gandy Hamster Treats. Nope, not bad for hamsters. <laughs> I was so close. Yeah, so like as soon as you said good, I thought, oh hey, he might not. Uh, no, all right. Yeah, can predict the. I said the wrong made up word. <laughs> <laughs> you were so close. Ah, if yeah. only you went with Gandy. Oh well. Yeah. All right, moving on to our villains. I ask you to what end? Dread it. Run from it. Destiny arrives all the same. It's funny, isn't it? How even the best of men can be deceived by their true nature. What the hell does that mean? That I am the ill intent. 
Stay right there, boy. Submit to me without further incident, and your friends will be granted a merciful death. Who do you yeah. want to start with? Uh, let's start with Ward. We, we've kind of already talked about him a bit. Um, yeah. Um, he un- unintentionally confirms Danny's story to Colleen, therefore making her not want to help him. Uh-huh. Um, and then his dad tells him to move him, so he has Danny beat, which possibly focuses him enough to let Danny break out. Yeah, I, I mean, if Danny actually was moved, um, mm-hmm. I wonder if eventually he would have um, not been on the drugs, and then he would have been able to get out anyway. I think if they moved him to a Meacham approved location, he would have been heavily sedated. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know about that. Only because Harold was really interested when he yeah. when he heard uh that the Iron Fist is um the one who can kill the hand. Yeah, so, he does have some connection with the hand. Yeah. yeah. So I kind of wonder if like at that point, Harold would have been like, "No, no, no! Let's let's be really nice to this guy, because uh, I like him for reasons I don't want to tell you, Ward." So, <laughs> yeah, you're my child. Why would I let you in? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But I hope Ward, after this part, just decides he's done making decisions. <laughs> <laughs> it won't happen, but he probably should. Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean that's all I have for Ward. <laughs> we kind of yeah. talked to him about a lot in the other section. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I mean, I feel like we're gonna do this a lot with this show. I feel like there are quite a few characters, and they all get like you know a decent amount of time. Sure. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Right. yeah. Unlike um, the other um, Marvel shows, we don't get whole storylines with the side characters. At least not yet. In two episodes, in hasn't happened yet. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah. Cool. Um, which villain, or I guess which Meacham do you want to go with next? Harold or Joy? Uh, let's go with Joy, because I have less. I have a lot more for Harold. But let's, okay. let's go good. with Joy first. Yeah. Um, she seemed very not villain in this episode, yeah. right? Because she just wanted to figure out if that was actually Danny. Like, she tried. She put in the effort. Uh-huh. And she... She was right, mm-hmm. and she completely believes him. And I like how she she so instantly believes it once it's proved. Unlike the denial that Ward is going through. Yeah, um, you know, because she like because it's not like she even prompted him either, right? Like she just said, "Here's some M and M's. Enjoy mm-hmm. eating the candy." So obviously, like he knew immediately what he had to do, or Danny knew at least, right? Yeah. So. And then she believes him and says, what, she wants to get him out of the asylum? Yeah, she wanted to. And she said that to Ward, right? But mm-hmm. Ward was completely against that idea. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, Ward's like, the worst case scenario is he is Danny. Yeah, because they lose control of the company, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Although they could be friends with this guy, be nice to him. And, you know, maybe he'll... Let you stay on. But yeah, it's not looking I mean, good so far. <laughs> yeah, 
Exactly. I mean, you know, you just have to say, hey, you don't really know what you're doing. So just sit back and let us make you money. And he'd exactly. probably say, okay, yeah. Yep. I mean, that's what I would and do then, in that situation. Embezzle a little bit here, embezzle a little bit there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, everyone embezzles, right? Always right. be embezzling. as the, the ABCs. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's the ABEs everyone knows about. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Yeah, that's all I have for Joy. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Move on to Harold, then. Yeah. So we know what Harold does all the time. He just watches people in hospitals. It's really weird. <laughs> <laughs> yay yeah no i mean i think this is the type of thing i was talking about last week where he is he wants the no consequence powers like that's why he faked his own death like he's spy he's potentially has the ability to spy on the city i'm assuming like if he has um access to that he probably has closed caption um television to everywhere closed circuit television <laughs> Yeah, I guess so. I, I didn't think about that at all, but I guess if he wanted it, he probably would have that access. I'm sure he like had to pay someone to get it set up and all that. Oh stuff, yeah, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Bri- bribe one security company here, another there. You've got access to most of New York City. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So it gets obsessed with Danny, and then um, we get the scene where Danny gets forced for the medication, and the guy leaves. And then he's suddenly there, which I know is probably the effect of the drugs, or um, Harold is also Batman. <laughs> we know very little about Harold at this point, yeah. so he might be Batman. Yeah, it's true. We know he's rich. He's a rich white guy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, he faked his own death, like in The Dark Knight Rises. <laughs> Huh? He only goes out at night. He yes, he only goes out at night. Um, he has an Alfred. I, yeah, he. We don't know if he his relationship with ninjas, but he has a relationship with ninjas, much like Batman does. <laughs> no one has a good relationship with ninjas, even ninjas. <laughs> That's true. If I you're mean, in your life, you have some problems. <laughs> you have problems. I mean, if you work for Shredder. Then Shredder isn't your friend. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, no, okay. Yeah, no, you're right. I was going to say, like, what? Like April O'Neil has a good relationship with the Ninja Turtles, but she also has to deal with Shredder and the Foot Clan. So I guess you're right. If you have, exactly. <laughs> if you have ninjas in your life, you have ninjas going against you in one way, shape, or form. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah every, everyone has their problems. Ninjas bring problems. <laughs> So, yep. <laughs> That's why the old phrase "more ninjas, more problems" <laughs> comes from. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Um. So yeah. <laughs> what were we talking to... about? I, I oh. mean ninjas, but before that, I don't know. <laughs> uh, the fact that Harold's Batman. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. A type of ninja. Um, yeah, and then he confirms it by singing or singing a song that Danny hates, Oh Danny Boy. Coincidentally, my wife and I were watching an episode of Shit's Creek, and they sang that song in that episode, like, literally 15 minutes before I watched this episode. So it was really <laughs> strange. Oh, whatever. That was a yeah. good show. It is. We started watching it, like, last week, and I don't binge shows, but we're already in the third season. 
Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um. Yeah. So he's being watched by the hand. I almost said the Foot Clan, but no, there was a handprint out there, <laughs> not a foot. <laughs> Which you know would have been. You know, this was impressive, getting all the way to the penthouse and putting the message in the hand outside. But if it was a footprint, that would have been even more impressive. Because, you know, you have to angle it on the edge of the building. Yeah, you, I, mean, there, there, I mean, there's definite balance, which... I mean, I'm sure you have to have good balance to just make it all the way up to, to mm-hmm. the building. Um, or however many stories you scaled, right? Like, maybe they went to the 90th floor and they climbed the rest of the way. So. Yeah, or they went to the roof and climbed down. Yeah. But either way, I mean, that's terrifying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so they've been watching him. So now he needs to get shades. <laughs> <laughs> you think you're that high, you don't need curtains. But apparently he's being stalked by ninjas. Um, yeah, and then, again me because i have no memory of the show from four years ago i don't know are they his friends or his enemies (laughs) uh he looked scared when he saw the message so i don't think they're friends okay yes again they're ninjas um (laughs) more are they allies or enemies because you know Kingpin in season one of Daredevil had allies, but they weren't his friends. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, I again, I'm going with him being scared. Yeah. Even allies who leave a message on the outside of your window on however many stories up that is, mm-hmm. as long as it's in, it's in the first story, it's impressive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Um. Yeah, that's all I have for Harold. He, he, well, Colleen's awesome, but otherwise, he's so far the most interesting part of the show. Yeah, because he seems to have something actually going on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everyone else, for the most part, is a normal type of person, uh, except Danny. Mm hmm. But uh, he's got his own issues going on. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, so, Guy in the Chair. Guy in the Chair. I think that's what I want to do, is help people with abilities. No, 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 not those three wombats. No way. Do you have anyone Yeah, I got two people. Okay. Um, Simon, the guy who is like the uh, tour guide and also the guy who tried to kill Danny, they just let him free reign. Just go, go ahead, Simon. Do what you want. It really, it it's weird. <laughs> yeah, I. So I, I guess they just let the patients go into other patients' rooms. Yeah, like when the no patients lock. are restrained. <laughs> yeah, it it seems like poor thought. Yeah, it does. I mean, again, I have no idea what it's actually like in real life, but it, it feels like that intru- uh, just makes it easy to introduce problems. Mm-hmm. Like him about to kill Danny when Danny wakes up. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's all I have for Simon. I was just like, <laughs> all right, it, Simon. Yeah. 
And the other person I have is uh, uh, the doctor, uh, Paul Edmonds. Uh, yeah, he should have just given, like you said in the um, the rundown, he should have given Danny a chance to prove his powers. Because this is a world where people have powers now. Yeah, well, I mean, he, he did. Well, yeah, but like, or Danny should have realized that if he wasn't drugged, he could use his powers. Because you yeah. put... You put him in a padded room for 12 hours or 6 hours, however long it takes for the drugs to wear off. Even if he's not um, super-powered, they could just re-drug him after he proves he's not. Yeah, which is something someone smarter would probably think of. Um, and I'm mm-hmm. saying smarter for, for Danny, not for the doctor. Um, okay. <laughs> because, like... Like, like yes, that makes sense. Like, and he knew he knew it was the drugs. That's what he he kept saying. He said that a few times to the doctor. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, Danny could have just said like, "Let me wait." Like, but I I need to be off the drugs. Like, what can we do to let you take me off the drugs? Right, work work with him in some way. Uh, but no, Danny just is, um you know, adamant about it, yeah. about, oh, listen to me, I know. He, he's yeah. not a four-dimensional thinker. <laughs> <laughs> That's true, yeah. 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 It also makes me wonder, does um this doctor have potentially other uh, super-powered people just in there who can't access their powers and he just doesn't believe them? Uh, I mean, I guess, maybe, yeah. yeah. He, he could have some inhumans that are patients. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, uh, but I like this guy because he actually wants to help Danny. He actually mm-hmm. feels like he's doing the right thing. Yeah, yeah, and and I'm going back to the thing I said earlier about like, you know, at, at what point do you, is you know listening to them too much, right? Like, yeah, give them a shot, but yeah, yeah, true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's all I have for them for the guys in the chair. Do you have anyone else? Uh, no, that's it. Just really, just notes for the doctor. Yeah. All right, 12% of the plan. I've got nothing. <laughs> All right, um, I only had one thing. We already talked about that. So okay. I guess we'll finish this up. Um, I guess we can try and rate the episode. I know my value. Anyone else's opinion doesn't really matter. Earth just lost your best defender. So we're here to fight. Strongest Avenger. Access denied. Strongest Avenger. Access denied. Damn you, Stark. Banner. Welcome, Strongest Avenger. Oh, what? Tony, how many handprints on a window do you want to rate this episode? I like this episode more than last episode. But not much more. Last episode was 2.5. I'll give this one a 3. I'm going with the same thing. Um, I was a little bored with the fact that Danny was in the, the hospital the entire episode. I remember... like I. Going into it, I remembered that he was in it for the entire episode because I knew at the end that's when he breaks out. Um, but I just I couldn't think how are they going to fill an hour with him being in the hospital plus you know other characters and their side storylines and and now I know and it was a little more <laughs> yeah. so uh, yeah so also with three yeah all right hopefully this show picks up 
And because you hopefully will join us next time as we cover Iron and Fist Season 1, Episode 3, Rolling Thunder Cannon Punch. I want to say Falcon Punch, but no. Cannon Punch. <laughs> Remember to give us that follow on Twitter and give us that rating on whatever Apple whatever Apple podcast. That doesn't make any sense. Whatever podcast catcher, most likely Apple, you use. <laughs> As always, this is the Marvel Cinematic Rewind for Iron Fist Season 1, Episode 2, signing off. Have a marvelous day. Danny boy, the pipes, the pipes are calling from glen to glen and down the mountainside. The summer's gone. And all the roses fall.